Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. This episode's titled, Flush Gordon. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save time, money, and aggravation. This edition's entitled, Flush Gordon. To help me explain, I'm here with my cheerful co-host and old buddy, John. John, this week's a bit of a departure from our normal thing, isn't it? It is. It is. And uh, it's a, a, an email question that we got, and we expanded on it a little bit more than we usually do, so we're going to make this a, one of Actually, our Actually, a, a whole show. Right. Because it came out to be. So uh, the show is about rebuilding toilets, a.k.a. Flush Gordon. So Enjoy. From the email bag at handymanprosradioshow.com, we got an email from Randy Kay, and he's asking about toilets. It seems he has a constantly running toilet. So I want to pose this to you, Larry, because I know that you've just rebuilt a whole bunch of toilets, and I'm sure that you can help. I, I have rebuilt a bunch of toilets. It seems like uh, it seems like every other call, it's between faucets and toilets lately. And I think part of that reason is a lot of them have been where I live, and we started metering water, so people are getting really concerned about how much water they, they run. And I have to admit, if your toilet is running all the time, as so many people's toilets are, it really burns through a lot of water. It does. And I had one. I had one do that, and I didn't know why my water bill was going up. I honestly did, and I found it, and it was the toilet. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's a very common thing. So I guess you got – let's just start with – some people ask me, they say, should I just replace the whole toilet? And the, I guess my, my thing is if you understand how a toilet works, it's basically a tank on the top and it's got a, a, petri- or a trap in the bottom and the water runs out of the tank into the thing and pushes the water and the material that's in the toilet out and down the flush. So basically the ceramic parts that you see really are just that. They're just vessels. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, John? Yeah, yeah. It's quite an ingenious uh, device, though, actually. It's invented by whom? Sir Thomas Crapper. Yes, sir. True story. That's why it's called something else. Anyway, um, with that said, it uh, uh, it you can replace the toilet if you want to, mostly for aesthetic reasons. Right. But almost all modern toilets are completely rebuildable. And so that's what I have done much of in the past few weeks, actually. I've rebuilt. I don't even know. I'm starting to carry the parts on the truck, you know, like all the parts are just redo toilets because I'm having that much call for it. Um, Really, a relatively simple job. Um, it, it does require a little bit of, te- I'm going to call it technical knowledge. When I rebuild a toilet, I started to just replace part of the part of the guts. Lately, I've stopped doing that, I re- and I rebuild the whole toilet. So there's the tank part and then the parts in the tank. All of that stuff is in the tank. When I say rebuild, there is a gasket that holds the top to the bottom and two bolt, two or three bolts, I should say, and I replace those as well. I've just found that sometimes the leak comes from there's several places where it can leak. There's a, the main valve that comes into the toilet from the supply line that comes out of your wall. That's usually the number one place where there's a leak. Um, and it's usually because it's just old and it gets used a lot. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, John? Yeah. So, so, but let's, <clears throat> so let's define the leaks though, right? So one, one leak may, might be external. Meaning water on Got the floor. The floor yes. versus, versus water that's going into the bowl and you don't even know it. Or you do and you don't know what to do about it. Right. So the water on the floor, provided that it's, you know, actually water from the toilet and not someone that's missed, 
<clears throat> all you men out there. Mm. It is not a precision aiming device, as I like to say. Um, but if you actually have water on the floor, that generally is a sign of what, John? It usually means your wax ring is bad. Well, or or that seal between the top tank and the and the toilet. True. Well, and then also the connection on the supply and the supply well. line connection. So yeah. there's a there's a few. Then that's why I was getting at is that there's a few places like that to look for. Um, really, there's only three. There's 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 only three places to look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that is the supply line, which is the the water that comes from the wall up into the toilet. Right. There's usually two connections there, or th- I guess three if you count the valve itself. But there's a valve. There's a there's a, a compression fitting on one side and compression fitting mm-hmm. on the other side, and they yes. will leak. Yeah. Or the time. valve itself leaks, right? And then the valve itself leaks. And although- those things are notorious because if they don't if they don't get turned on and off very often, like once every ten years, it seems like. Yeah. If you haven't had your toilet rebuilt, and uh, those things, the seals and and that'll get hard, and it'll leak right through that valve. Through the valve in the in the actual that comes right. out of the wall. Right. Um, so you have that. The second place where you can get a leak is the, is actually that connection between the te- the top tank right. and the bottom part of the of the um, toilet. If you have a two part tank, which most right. most toilets are two parts, right. uh, there's a, a big rubber. It looks almost like a donut yep. that's in there. And there's two bolts, and, and, in, and the, both the bolts and the donut go through the tank and through into the bottom part, and you can get leaks on either of those places. Mm-hmm. So you can get a leak at the donut, or you can get a leak on the bolts. The bolts will give you a different kind of leak than the donut. The donut will only leak when you flush the toilet, and then it will leak a lot, usually. Mm-hmm. The bolts will give you drips. Mm-hmm. And so you, if you're finding drips on the floor, this is generally not a good situation. Mm-hmm. And then the third place where it can leak is actually in the connection between where the toilet actually bolts to the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a seal in there. It is called a well. I guess you, well they call them wax rings. They they used to be wax. You still can get wax rings. I don't use wax rings. I use poly rings now, which is new. It's a little better in my opinion. Certainly a lot easier to work with, and they don't melt in the truck. Uh, if you have that kind of leak, that water will come from underneath the bowl, and it actually will seep out. And those are the dangerous ones because they will rot your floor because you're not paying attention to them. Right. So right. <clears throat> that's where they can leak. Now, constant running is caused by what, John? Well, you know that's a that can be a bad that can be a bad flapper valve in, inside. So uh, you know there's there's pieces and parts inside this uh, in the upper tank that that control how that how the water is uh, is maintained up there. Right. And the level of that water. Yep. And so the water doesn't get out until you flush the toilet. The handle. Yep. And and so there's two basic parts there, right? There's the inlet supply valve. Right. And there is the flapper valve. Mm Mm-hmm. And the inlet supply valve is where the water comes in from the wall, goes up in, and it goes up into the top, and it sprays out into the tank. And there's usually a float in there. Would you agree with that? Right. And as that water level comes up, the float comes on, and it turns the valve off. Now, in other shows, we've talked about the pressure relief valve, and if you have too much pressure, that valve can actually break or become damaged, and it will continue to run. Right. Or just through age and too many cycles and things right. like that, it will right. just continue to run. It can be very slow, but what the way it's evidenced, the way you'll see it is, is that it actually the, you'll actually see water moving in the bowl itself. Yeah. So yeah. When, you, when you flip it up, well, actually, and that's the same for the flapper valve as well. If you see water moving in the bowl or just coming down the sides a little bit, it means one of those two valves is bad. The flapper is what, John? Describe a flapper valve. Well, it's just a big, just a big uh, piece of rubber, uh, if you will. I'll just describe it that way. That covers an opening that allows the water to go down into 
into the bowl uh, and uh, and fill in the fill valve. There's there's a couple of different you know uh, ways the water does enter that enter the bowl. Right, D- depends one around on brand. one around the rim, the rim, and then then there's a direct way that goes through a like a refill tube. Right, and and there's a, there's a couple of different bland, brands. They don't always have a, an actual what they call flapper valve. Some of them have a cylindrical ah, right system, uh, yeah, which is, but it still has a gasket in it, right. and that gasket can leak. Yeah, and so if you're seeing water move in there, you'll it's it's in the top part of the tank. Generally, nine out of ten times, right? Not, probably nine point nine out of ten times, right? Um, so all those parts can be rebuilt, as it were. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said before, I've started rebuilding the whole thing. And I've done that because I've just found that um, some of those, when I haven't, sometimes the flapper valve itself won't be sealing properly. It actually is in the mechanism that goes down into the bottom of the tank. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, you know, it's not worth my effort not to, to not do it. Plus, the bolts usually need to be replaced. The bolts will, older bolts, for whatever reason, John, seem to be made of regular, <laughs> they seem to be made of carbon I, steel, and they I rust, never, right? I never, I never understood that. Yeah. I, I, I you, never understood that because I don't even know if, well, maybe you know, somebody out there can, can correct me on this, but I... I I don't even know if you can buy steel bolts, bolts. like that for for a toilet. Now you can buy steel bolts, but right. not not for that application. Every time you see them in a in a big box store or hardware store, they're always going to be a, a brass, bronze brass, brass, or stainless steel, or a stainless steel bolt. You know, it's, um, it's just so, what, but the other ones I've run across it, and uh, it's a it's a total nightmare. Yeah, it's a mess. It's they're difficult. They they usually break. Uh, well, they rust. And they rust. It's they awful. Leave, they leave red streaks in the inside of the So tank. that's another thing, folks. You know, if you're experiencing a lot of rust coming into your tank, you probably have that problem, too. Yeah, and you need to rebuild. So one bit of caution here, too, is the, the uh, seals that these things seal with are really highly susceptible to chlorine. They are. And so you want to be careful putting, like, the chlorine tabs in and things because it'll degrade those right. um, seals yep. pretty quickly, actually. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, and so it, while it keeps your toilet clean, and I understand that part of it, and, and I get that part of it, they do tend to, to degrade those seals quickly, and it actually causes – makes the problem worse, I guess, would you say? Yeah, it, 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 they do. Hasten the problem. They, they, they do. They do. Now, there's a, there's um, – there are some some parts pieces and parts out there that that say that they're chlorine resistant, but uh, you know, folks, it's probably not a it's not a good idea to drop those big tabs in in the top of your tank. The better solution to that is there's little kits, right, for probably eleven bucks that you there that you can put inside your tank that goes from the from the the inlet to the refill tube, but it makes a bypass. It goes through a little cartridge, but right down the refill tube into the bowl itself, and it picks up chlorine that way. So you fill this thing with these tablets, these special tablets, and it goes down in there. I think you can get them for like 11 bucks. Oh, and there you go. Because we're always solutions-oriented here. Exactly, exactly. So that bypasses the problem of having chlorine sitting in, in the tank with all the pieces and parts. Yep, and chlorine, too, will, will hasten the degradation of bolts as well pretty absolutely so so rebuilding them is is a it's a relatively simple process probably the biggest thing you have to do is you have to make sure you have a couple of buckets because you're going to need to get the water out of the toilets right and you the other the other thing too i think we we started to mention it but i do want to say if you if you if your toilet is constantly running and you're and it sounds like your sink is running with a high amount of pressure on it 
You want to have your pressure water pressure tested and test your PRV valve. We have a, another show on that. Actually, we've got a we've got a blog post on our website as well talking about the PRV valve. That's the pressure regulating valve. Um, the insides of those toilets are are not. They're made of, mostly today. They're made of plastic, so they're not really made for high pressures. And high pressure constitutes anything above about 60 psi. Right. And most water systems are you know anywhere from 80 to 100 plus psi. And if your pressure regulating valve is bad, it will more or less blow that valve apart so let me ask you this larry um how much can uh what's what's randy looking at if he if he does this himself how much so p- total parts and now I, when i do it i also replace the supply line just because unless somebody has a braided stainless steel supply line i replace the stainless steel supply line supply line is going to be six to ten dollars depending on the length the actual you can buy the whole rebuild kits um there's uh, several different brands i would say not one is not any better than the other ones but they're going to run it in the 20 to 25 dollar range um, and that's it. So For about thirty dollars. About thirty dollars. You can totally rebuild it. You're going to spend. If you haven't done it, you're going to spend probably an hour doing it. Um, I've done it so much I can do it in about thirty minutes, maybe less than that yeah. at this point. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I mean, it's just a become. <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets like a wrote, process, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just boom. It's, right. it's just done. Um, but uh, you know, you you want to do that. Um, it's, so it's not a huge amount of money, but gosh, the water savings alone, it'll save you. You know, if, you're, if your water bill's gone up, you'll save that because that, that constant run, if you think about it, it's running, what, probably a gallon a minute? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, mine was really going, I, and I didn't even know it. Yep. So it wasn't, it wasn't even that noticeable. Right. And that was the thing that really shocked me because that was the first time I've had running toilets before. But this one was, it was, um, I didn't even notice it. That's right. Um, so, and I will say is, you know, for thirty dollars, um, you know, Randy, if you're listening, is that compared to if he calls a if he calls a plumber, what do you think it's going to cost? Two two fifty. Yeah. Handyman significantly less than that. Right. How much is a toilet? About a hundred bucks. So you know, time to get it all said and done. So how much is that? How much is a brand new toilet? Brand, well, you know, brand new. To- so it's funny you say that. I just happened to notice that uh, Lowe's has a brand new toilet on on sale right now for ninety nine dollars. Now I don't know. I'm sure that's not a a great one. But to do a new toilet, you still have to buy the supply line, and you are going to need to buy a wax ring. So there's about fifteen to twenty dollars additional. So it's one hundred and twenty dollars for a new toilet. Is it going to be better? I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. So you know. So I guess I just wanted to give the options there and, and what the cost is. So you know, if you do it yourself, you're the probably looking side. at you're probably looking at thirty, forty bucks maybe at the at the outset. And, and you get to have a lot of fun. And you, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. one one word of caution if you want to try doing this yourself, make sure you have a rag that you don't mind throwing away when you do this and it's not for the reasons that you think it actually has to do back with that chlorine issue whenever i take that back tank off and and if it's a, if the ring under the toilet is black is a black ring they come black and red but if it's a black ring invariably the chlorine has eaten that ring away have you had this experience oh absolutely you it's, touch that thing it's like touching india ink yeah, yeah. it just makes your hand yeah black yeah i mean just, yeah it's just it's a it's it almost it'll stain your skin it'll it's like it's stained your skin. Yeah. so you want to have a rag that you can wipe your hands off quickly with right um 
And I, I, I don't know what why that happens, but it happens on that. It happens on any time that there's a black gasket, it, it gets that way. And it's just really nasty. You know, one other thing that occurred to me, and probably let's talk about this just for a quick second, because I'm sure it's going to be on everybody's mind. Okay, so now that I've rebuilt this toilet, or that I'm in the process of rebuilding it, one thing that, that's on, uh, on most people's mind, and it should be, is that how do I know it's not going to leak when I get done? And how can I, how am I going to be, uh, you know, satisfied or at ease that it hasn't, that's not going to leak? In other words, you know, what kind of, what kind, how do you seal the, 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 the pipe that's going up the supply line? So you put a new supply line on. What do you, what do you do with that? Well, I, I guess it gets down to a physics question, right? So it usually has a, one end is usually a three-eighths inch wrench. Mm -hmm. And these are called compression fittings, and they have a rubber gasket inside them. And as you squeeze it down, it actually compresses and will tighten it, self-tightening, I guess, basically we would call it. Mm -hmm. And on the other end, it's, it's a very similar um, situation, but it usually has a hand. You can tighten it by hand. Same thing, it has a rubber gasket in there. And as you mm -hmm. turn it, it tightens up and it leaks. These lines, that's the supply line side. The supply line is under pressure, right? Mm -hmm. So, it, John, if it's going to leak, when's it going to leak? When you're on vacation. <laughs> well, and that's and that's. I mean, I joke about that, but that's but that's what I'm but that's what I'm uh, I'm alluding to. You know, like when you when you put some uh, you know Teflon tape on some of those threads, um, you know, on the supply line at the at the very bottom or where the threads are exposed. So um, generally, know. compression fittings don't require Teflon tape. Okay, so you don't want to put Teflon tape on it necessarily. If you need to put Teflon tape on it, it's something's wrong. Okay, just kind of just make sure that just make sure that you know when we walk through that it's uh you know when you're done. So what after you get done with all that, <clears throat> do you leave? Do you leave like um? See, I I like to leave like Kleenex or something underneath it. Oh, the old toilet paper test. Just to make sure, and I'll come back. You know, because I, you know, even though I know that I've done it right. I just want to double check just for a sanity check because I joke about you know when's it going to leak. Um, yeah, when you're on vacation, it's not you know, so good. And, and and that's and that's kind of the seriousness of the whole situation because it is under pressure. Right. And uh, I I leave Kleenex or toilet paper or something underneath it all around it. I'll dry it off real good after I get all done when I get all and just come back in a, in a little bit and see if there's any water on it because a single drip. Shows up in that toilet That's paper. That's right. Yep. So that we, we I call that the old toilet paper trick, or what you can use clip tissue, any kind of light paper, right? Toilet paper. Yeah. You, use toilet paper because it's right there usually, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Right there on the wall. Right. So you take that, yeah, and you put it out. I use a good strong light too. If I have my, I take my flashlight, and I, you should. Lines under pressure are going to leak very rapidly after you turn the water on. Right. Nine out of ten times. Now, you will get that that errant drip, that one little drip that comes yep. every so often. Usually that's just a slight turn. It does happen. I do put the toilet paper down. I never leave without checking, double-checking. That's what I'm saying. Probably triple-checking. That's my point. Yeah. Flush that toilet multiple <laughs> times, <laughs> right? Right. Um, 
when you when you replace that gasket on the tank, you definitely want to make sure you flush it several times because that gasket goes up underneath, and and you'll see, the instructions are very self evident as to how to do this. It's all well contained in all the kits that you buy. You, it'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Um, but if you when you flush that one and it leaks, have you ever flushed one and had that leak, mm-hmm. John? Yeah, absolutely. Water comes pouring out. Yeah, I mean just yeah. pouring out. You're like, right. oh, it's, yeah, that's yeah, right, right. Know? Then that's a, a bad afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I guess I guess the other thing is in my experience um, is that shutoff valve, and I'm just going to go back to that for a second. Has always been a little um, problematic. Problematic. That's a good way to put it because they, when they don't get used that very very often, I'm. They don't get used very often, and I'm not going to get into specifics of what you know. They got like a packing in there in the front, and that thing tends to break down after a while. So just kind of watch that when you turn it off and you turn it back on. Just make sure that you know you. So sometimes when I sometimes put mine, they leak. When I put mine to, if I'm screwing it down and halfway, it starts leaking. If it's all the way out, it doesn't leak. Yep. So just be, just be. You know, that's the, and I'm just saying all this is just these are the kind of things to look out for so that you have a nice um, clean install water tight. Yeah. No and, drip situation at the end. And they'll even leak sometimes when you turn them all the way in, depending even <laughs> even on the quarter. Oh, yeah. ones, a quarter, you know, you'll turn yeah. it. You, you'll take that supply line off and it won't leak fast. It generally does not leak fast. But all of a sudden you'll see water coming over the edge and you're like, what the right, heck? Right. And that just means put a rag down underneath it. I generally, whenever I do any one of these jobs, I lay a rag down underneath it. I put a small bucket up underneath it because when you unhook the supply line, water comes streaming out. And when you take the guts out of the toilet, water comes streaming out. And then when you take it apart, water comes streaming out. It's not a lot of water. Flush the to- Turn the water off, flush the toilet first. That's right. the first thing to do. That drains out most of the water. Lift the flapper up and hold it up with your hand on the little chain. Just grab the chain, lift right. it up. That'll get rid of most of the water. But you'll see there's still a little water in the bottom. And it, and, and you need to dry that off. So I always put a rag down just because it's just easier. You know, the rag cleans it up. Plus, you need that rag to clean your hands from that black cook, as I said before. And um, so, you know, that's that's kind of the process that I do with it. I mean, I've gotten good at it. I'll tell you. Boom. Wang. Hmm. Well, Hoorah. Tighten, the toilet tighten, man. Your, t- tighten your toilet bolt seats while you're at it. Right. You know, because <laughs> invariably those bad boys ever always come loose too. I don't understand why. I never have figured it out, but they always come loose. So, yeah. well, it's a that that's a great roundup of the uh, of the toilet and and Randy. Uh, good good luck with it. Uh, it's not a it's not a very hard job, and it'll save you a whole lot of money. Anything else, uh, Larry? I think that's it. That's oh. our talk about toilets. All right. Perfect. From an email bag at questions at handymanprosradioshow.com, we received an email from Mark. And Mark has a plumbing question. He wants to know about connecting two different type of pipes. Larry, what would you recommend? I would recommend that, number one, we have it's a little short on information, so we're going to make some assumptions. We're going to um, assume that we're talking about supply line pipes. So supply line pipes are pressurized pipes. Water coming into the house or coming from the hot water heater going up to a faucet or shower or something. So that's going to be the first assumption that we make. Um, and when he's describing two different types of pipes, so we're going to assume something like maybe he's got copper as an inlet side now and he's doing a remodel and he's going to go to a PEX-type pipe or a CPCV pipe. I never can say that right, but uh, he's going to go to some kind of, say, from a metal to a plastic mm-hmm. pipe. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ways to do this kind of thing. The latest and, and greatest technology, as they say, or it's actually the easiest for a do-it-yourselfer, mm-hmm. and even and even for us as 
professionals. Um, the technology is really fantastic. It's a it's called Push to Connect, and it is a, a it's commonly known as Shark Bites. Um, you slide it on on one side, you literally push it on. It will connect. It requires a tool to actually get it off, and it does allow for different types of pipe to be used. John, have you ever used this this product? I have. I have. And it's it's easy to use. It's quick. It's clean, uh, and it, it really replaces. Uh, well, it answers it answers that question for sure. But it replaces a lot of the mess, too. Right. No sweating of right. uh, copper fittings on or anything like that. No, right. no glue joints to do. Right. Um, the only uh, thing that I've ever heard about problematic uh, with with uh, shark bite types of products is that they cannot be buried. So as long as you're not burying them underground, you generally shouldn't have any problems with, with the, the uh, product itself. Very, very simple to do. Basically clean off the end of the pipe, push it on, push the other piece into it, and you're wow. done. Very, very, very easy. All right. Well, that answers that. Good luck, Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed this podcast and have derived some value from it, here's four things you can do. One, tell your friends about this podcast. Two, hit subscribe on your podcast player. While you're there, leave us a review. Three, subscribe to our newsletter by going to handymanprosradioshow.com and click on the subscribe button. We'll inform you of upcoming events, shows, and give you actionable tips for maintaining your home and property. And four, send us an email with your questions to questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. That's handymanprosradioshow.com. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show.